Hey. Welcome. Hello. That. This time it's not Spike. Yeah, this time. not Spike this time. Thank you, friends of mine, for not keep my drinks. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's your favorite podcast. We are Beyond the Basement. The Complete. Breakdown. Podcast. podcast. Oh, gosh, that, one was, that, was, that was one of our better ones. Hey, welcome back. Um, I, if you're not familiar with us, you can go watch Over here, we've got the wonderful... I'm Rachel. The... Also, sort of wonderful. Or not quite as wonderful. My name is Peter. Welcome. <laughs> this is Peter. And obviously, you can tell if you're watching the show, we are joined by a very special guest today. Why don't you Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are. Give us a brief, you know, summary. Why Why are you the coolest thing ever? <laughs> Hi, guys. Well, my name is Mako. Um, just like you, I'm a big fan of the podcast. And uh, Beyond the Basement crew have invited me today because I speak Japanese. And I'm going to help... Uh, break down some of the stuff in Japanese for you guys. So I'm super excited to be here. And yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Well, we're super stoked to have you. This is the first like mm-hmm. guest podcast part thing that we've actually done. So this is our, we're, we're first timers here. So hopefully technically everything's okay. It sounds like everybody can hear. Everybody can but... hear, I think. Yep. Okay. Welcome. All right. Yes. Mako. All right. So we've been like calling out. Does anyone speak Japanese? We don't understand the translation for years. For and she time. finally answered our pleas and cries for help. And so here we are. And so here we are. We've we've emailed back and forth. Um, if you guys haven't already, you can go check her out on TikTok slash Instagram. You can count on all the different socials, right? Mm-hmm. What's your handle again? I can't It's My Japanese Academia. Super easy. The best. Literally the best <laughs> Do you watch My Hero Academia by chance? Yeah. <laughs> I love that show. Too. That's a good one, too. It's a play on that. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. And, and Maka, you probably can't see, but on our Twitch stream, we got a bunch of comments. People are saying welcome, so I'll try to shout those out. Yeah, they're giving you, they're giving you the salute. Yeah, there it yeah. is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Charlock is, is showing off tonight. Wow. Oh, he's Japanese showing off? Yeah. Again. Wow. I don't know what that says, but oh, it looks cool. Um. Oh, dude. Paris is saying he started with um, the 90s Japanese anime. Okay, so before the before the show started, we were actually talking about which animes we kind of like got started on. He's saying he got started on the 90s stuff, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon. I'm the exact same thing. Like, It's not like I watch unending from then to now, but as far as my intro to, to anime. I guess my intro to anime would also be Sailor Moon. I, mm-hmm. I watched it until my mother made me stop because it annoyed her. <laughs> it kind of has a feature to it. Anyway, if you guys can't tell, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably understand. There's no new episode of Attack on Titan this week, but we wanted to do something special, take the the off week to do something that actually still fit inside of the Attack on Titan kind of realm. So we've talked about this on the show pretty often. As Rachel mentioned before, we were like hoping to find somebody who could help like get the translation stuff correct for we us. Threw we threw our, our bat signal in the sky. Mm-hmm. Japanese, do you speak? We watch the subs, right? So we're ardent subs, which I feel like... Okay, hang on. Somebody... Chat, you're going to have to answer this for me. In my mind, it's like a lot of anime watchers, maybe the majority, are subs, right? That's kind of where we, like, live. But then... There's definitely the dubs. Are the dubs? There is like a whole debate and people will start actual fights over this. So but are are the dub people considered like a second class? Are they like spat on by like the sub people or is it like I don't really know. Yes. I'm just I definitely view them that way. I don't want to, but I I I just obviously I like to hear and not read. Okay, so I'd pref- like I, when I first started. Why watching, would you read when you can dubs. just listen? Why would yeah. I read right on yeah. top of that? 
Um, however, it's just the voice acting. Like immediately when I was like 15 or 16 years old, I watched the the subbed Naruto or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it's so much oh, better. Oh man, these guys are, and you the, can feel it. Yeah. The, the kid just, see, the voice actor just seemed so little kitty, you know, yeah. in the, in the English version. And it just, it took away if you, when you start watching a, a series and you start watching it one way and you go to try to the other way it's kind of like a jerk that happens and it, i just found it to be way better and then obviously i would look for uh, the dubbed version later on different shows but i always i always went back to the subs and was like this is just superior in every yeah. way <laughs> i definitely my my experience with it was i started watching i think it was on netflix a anime called fairy tale and i didn't even know it existed in subs because Netflix and I got all the way through what was available on Netflix and then switched to Crunchyroll and they only had it with subtitles and I started watching it that way and I was like this is so much better so then I went back and rewatched season one and two with subtitles and it was and the the translations way better and they say it differently than they Mm -hmm. do in the dubbed versions and so that made me think maybe subs are better or closer to what the meaning actually is than the dubbed versions yeah so so for our money i was thinking okay there's definitely times um you guys know this i'm like a a student of the bible like read read a bunch of that stuff and and the bible is, is famous because in english it's a translation right and what's funny is if you go back to like the days of like Jesus, who had a copy of the Old Testament himself, he was also reading a translation, right? It was going to be a Greek translation of a Hebrew text. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm always fascinated by this idea of, of language and translation. And myself, mm-hmm. when I went to college, so I did Spanish, spent time in Spain, um, and read this like incredible book that like changed my mind on so many things that talked about how like how much of our culture is kind of contained in language and like there's certain expressions we use and things that we say in whatever language um, that, that we speak. And it's like, there's a certain meaning to us that can get lost in translation. And so translators probably have the hardest job ever because they're trying to like take some of that meaning and like move it over to like a new language. So um, also as a fan, obviously of anime, but Jap- Japanese like kind of culture and just like all that stuff is fascinating to me since I was a kid. I've been like, I know this is sound like very dorky, but actually one of the, the movies that really like did it for me was the last samurai because it's you know mm. old white cowboy dude or whatever he's not that old but like he gets like thrown into the you know samurai world you know it's like he goes into like goes into the past a little bit and my goodness like the fact that he has this whole experience there's that one line he says where he's like he's there he's like living amongst them or whatever and he says you know i from the moment they wake they devote themselves to the perfection of whatever it is they pursue i've never seen such discipline and like i remember hearing that line and being like my heart like jumped i like longed for that like i want to be i want to that's such a cool that's the life i want to live absolutely and so anyway so between all of those things i thought well as we start watching attack and titan i'm like all right there's probably some some moments here where I'm confident that we're probably missing a, just a little bit. Like it would just be helpful to have a, somebody else to explain. So thus we're here today doing the podcast with Mako. Um, and we've got a list, right? Of oh, some yeah. stuff you want to oh, go over. We've got a list. So Heck let's yeah. jump into our, we, we, we prepare have some stuff. chat. If you question. have some stuff you want to throw in, if you've got questions. Yeah, we're going to do a question and answer. Doesn't have to be attack and time necessarily. I'm focused on that. Cause that's what we've been doing for a while, but general Japanese questions, that type of thing. So, yeah. So Mako, tell us, uh, how you became so bilingually awesome. Yes. 
So I was born in Japan, uh, in Tokyo, and I lived there until I was seven. And so Japanese is my first language. When I was seven, I moved to Canada. Um, and since then, I've been living here. But I've just always been super into anime. And my mom also tried her best in order for me <laughs> to not lose it. And so, yeah, between uh, going back to Japan regularly and um and watching anime, I kept up with the language and I also studied it in university. I took uh, language courses and got a minor in Japanese as well. And so now I'm able to teach it and uh, kind of give people the nuances that um, are lost in translation when I'm talking about anime. So that's something I enjoy. So who do you root for when, when Canada fights Japan in the Olympics? <laughs> oh man, oh. <laughs> you win either way. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. There Depends is no losing for you. Yeah. Um, so, we uh, if you go to Mako's channel, she has an amazing breakdown of the the title of the show, Attack on Titan, and what it means. But if you could just give us a brief breakdown for our fans and our viewers of the great translation in there. Yeah. So, Attack on Titan, um, it's not the best translation um, from Japanese. It's the coolest sounding one, and I guess it's the one that would make the most sense. But um, in Japanese, it's hard to translate things as a whole because one word in Japanese can mean a whole bunch of different words in English. And so, for example, wakaranai can mean I don't know, but it can also mean I don't understand. So it really just depends on the context in which you're talking about. And so in Japanese, we have subject markers. They're called particles. And they all have rough English translations. Um, for, like, for example, there's ni, um, which is used for the words to, in, at, on, all depending on context. Mm -hmm. And so the, the particle used in the Japanese title, shingeki no kyojin. So first of all, shingeki means like um, charge or advance or attack. And kyojin means um, giant, or in this case, titan. Um, and so the no is a possessive marker, or it can be used as a possessive marker. So it can be turned from him to his, or like adding an apostrophe s. So if I'm trying to say mine, I would say the word for I, which is watashi, and then I would say watashi no to make it mine. Um, and it can also be used to link nouns, like uh, translating into words like of or in. So like, um, like beyond the basement of America, <laughs> like, it, you know, it's just like, uh, the people of Japan would be Nihon, Japan, no, the particle, shitobito. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so those are two of the uses. And then another use is just a mix of these uses. So you can also mix them and they can mean a bunch of different things. And so Shingeki no Kyojin is best translated to as the giant of a attack or advance or the charge of the giants um just hmm. they all kind of mean the same thing that it basically gives an idea that the giants are charging okay. uh, and so and japanese doesn't have plurals actually we don't have many words to indicate when things are plural and so oh, okay. like multiple things or like the mm -hmm. um are normally inferred in the speech and you just kind of have to understand it based on context and so, um, Shingeki no Kyojin can mean advance of the giants or attack of the giants, but it can also mean, like I said before, of. So it can mean the giant of attack. 
the Titan of Attack. So the Attack Titan. The Attack. Basically. Yeah, because there's that episode that's that has the that has the same title. Shingeki no Gyojin. I'm doing my best there. Sorry, saying yeah. it, but uh, that, yeah, I remember that episode. But then that in the English, like the episode itself is just called Attack Titan, and that's what, right into season three. I think, yeah. Like mm-hmm. with a. Uh, where they actually show Kruger and like you discover like oh there's such a thing as like a titan with a title and a name like yeah that was like one of the mind blowing ones but I remember thinking that at the time I remember going wait so is the show supposed to be called Attack Titan Attack was titan. there like an error which I still actually don't know the answer I don't know if that was like I'm sure I, I'm assuming that was somebody's like well this is the one like you said what the sounds the coolest or that seems to make the most sense I think that's what they did and they didn't want to kind of give away things you know saying the attack titan it's like okay this show is about the attack titan but like where is the attack titan and people would start figuring out you know so i feel like attack on titan would be a a good translation of it but without um giving away giving away the point yeah it's also kind of a war on the titans as well you know there's a war on the titans and so it can also be interpreted in that way yeah okay so actually tangent question so they do talk about it obviously in season four they mentioned it a few times that the great titan war is the is that similar like how would you say that phrase you know which line i'm talking about yeah the great titan war yeah i think that would be a good way of describing what they do they say um it's like the biggest um war which was by titans so okay <laughs> it's yeah it's the best translation that they could come up with okay it's making sense um. Yeah, I I I like the way that it's someone saying that Isayama liked that translation the best, the way it sounded or whatever, and so that's kind of where they went with it. But I like it because it also makes sense because everything in Attack on Titan is multi-layered, multifaceted. You know, you have all these characters who say one thing in one season, and then that's going to be circled back around in season three, and you're like, oh, it meant something completely different and even tougher or whatever. And so, what a great way to name your anime with something that's yeah. already a deep layer that could be taken multiple ways and whatnot no i that's something i like super love when like okay so i so i, I do music musician you guys know this but i uh it's very common this is like a great way to 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 write a song it's to come up with a hook it may be a song like a something like a melody or whatever that like you'd actually sing or a lyric or to simply take like an instrumental part like a guitar part or something like that you start the song with that you kind of go through the song and then you bring that part back around. It's called a recapitulation. If you if you're into classical music, you realize this happens pretty often. It's like the standard. You come up with essentially like a hook and then come back around to that hook. Maybe you can even augment it a little bit. But there's something satisfying about it when you get back to that. And I feel like in storytelling in general, and it's definitely here in, in Attack on Titan, like they, they do that where they like bring a phrase or a line like back around you're like oh and like now i understand it in a new light i have something you know a new angle on that and certainly the attack yeah just the title show that episode like when you realize there's a attack titan attack titan that is like passed out like it's just like oh my god revelation but but here so i was gonna say was i love that that makes it through into english anyway you know what i mean like that part that like cool storytelling element is the other thing that kind of like indicates to me is that like it's not confined to English. It's not just like English songwriters who came up with this idea. So we had like that recapitulation idea. Trans that's a, that's a human thing, not yes. just an English speaker thing. That's like everybody. So it's anyway, an art that. thing. It's yeah. an art. Good art kind of re under underlines itself. I think, and and yeah, when you when we as English speakers like first hear Attack on Titan, we're like, oh, 
Titan is, in, uh, I a think, place it's a place, yeah, right? Yeah. And so they're going to go assault this place called Titan, right? And then you go to the show and they're like, yeah, these these ter- terrible Titans are like, oh, it's a bad translation. That's because the Titans are attacking them. Mm-hmm. But then, but when then the scouts, they go attack the when Titans. When the scouts come, I'm like, okay, it's a, okay, it's a similar translation. They're trying to attack the Titans. And then you're like, no, it's the name of the attack Titan. You're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, got me, Isayama. Well That's done. something that like, even Japanese speakers wouldn't know either unless they watch the show, you know? Because okay. they hear Shingeki no Kyojin and you kind of also assume that there there's giants and they're attacking or somebody's attacking the giants but mm-hmm. once you watch the show then you finally realize oh it's the attack titan you know like my mom i told her about it her mind was blown she's like oh that's why they call it that and oh, so cool. something that regular japanese people also wouldn't know unless they've seen the show I love it. so your mom didn't disown you when you kept watching anime <laughs> no <laughs> that's good that's good um okay what are some of the worst translated anime anime titles in english that you've ever seen the worst oh my gosh um that's a good question trying to think Mm. like cowboy bebop is a a very interesting sounding to an english-speaking person but it has no meaning whatsoever and there's nothing about that that would make me like i need to watch this show you know or uh, i'm trying to think of some of the other ones some of the other animes that have like a really long name yeah well, okay, so so uh, po- I know this is the opposite of what you're saying. So Pokemon, right? So po- that is a Japanese word, right? So with that one, like, they had to, like, sell the show. The name sounds sort of interesting, but it has no context at all for us as English speakers. So they had to sell the show based on, like, what the show's Pikachu. about. Pikachu. Like, yeah. <laughs> but then, so my, my buddy Bruce and I had this little conversation one time about how, like, awesome it actually was, like, there could be a book written about how amazing the people, the translator, like people were for Pokemon because they had to take not just like the show, but like card game, like all the, everything that was Pokemon translate into English. But then they like came up with super creative ways to not just translate the creature's name, but to make it something an English speaker goes, Oh, I really get this. So Hitmonchan is always one we always, we yeah. love Hitmon Lee totally fabricated, but, makes perfect sense like the second you hear it and then still kind of like if i understand it right still actually kind of calls back to the japanese in a way like okay these things obviously not a direct translation but as far as the meaning of it like you still get some of that out of it yeah actually you guys know what pokemon means in japanese it's based off of pocketo monster pocketo monster pocket monsters okay okay because they can carry them around yeah you carry them around yeah and all of them actually in japanese they have names based on what they do and their evolutions also have um correlation as well and so it's something that's really hard to get across in english because you can't you can't come up with cool names that all have to do with each evolution but yeah yeah, but i feel like they really tried like you look at the base three Bulbasaur, like okay, it's a, a bulb of a plant that gets planted, you know. But he's also a dinosaur. Okay, that makes sense, right? right? And then you got like uh, Charmander, like it's Charmander, fire. It's you know, Charmeleon and Charizard. Yeah, yeah right? it's a the fire. And then Squirtle is like okay, it's water. They're trying to do the same thing, I think, in English as best they can. Yeah, mm-hmm. which again, props to them. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Ah, uh, shoot, I thought it was a Pokemon thing. Well, at any rate. Um, let's go to our next. Okay, uh, next so in the show, we meet Sasha Browse and Papa Browse <laughs> and everybody. Uh, and and in the show, they were trying to tell us that Sasha speaks with an accent in Japanese, like a foreign accent or a yeah. country accent. Rural, yeah. 
and in the dubs i think it's i think it's like a, a sundry a, a southern accent like a hick accent for us it'd be like let me tell you something partner down in the south we go ahead and we use a soft Start dropping your g's he says what y'all, y'all doing in the y'all yeah. gonna come over here and give me a quart of oil that's right give me a quart of oil so that's what we translate in our brains and we see the text we're like oh he's a cowboy he lives out in the farm they he talks it, in yeah. a southern accent the subs they did they dropped the g and they kind of made this like yeah there's he's, he's trying what's to make up, you read. darling what what does that look like in the japanese can you tell a difference between someone who lives in tokyo or someone who lives in the country yeah so there's a word for it called inaka and inaka is kind of like the country or like rural um accent inaka accent and it's kind of how you guys um describe it as like the texan um the southern way of saying like y'all or you know just changing up different words but it's a lot more wholesome it's very cute um like inaka people are just seen as you know they're very very wholesome people and so just like the way that but i don't notice it in the rest of sasha's family or papa Bros for sure just has um just the ways of changing up his speech at the end where it's like okay this guy's from the countryside but you can just tell he's just a pure wholesome like no evil intended guy whatsoever and so yeah, yeah. that's just kind of how countryside people are seen in japan is just seen as you know innocent just people that just work hard and want yeah. to want the best for everybody. That's amazing, which makes so much sense with those characters too. Cause yeah. Cause that's kind of how they are. Yeah. All yeah, are they're supposed to be like, yeah, from the, the rural, you know, whatever, what do we say? What's the phrase I use? I can't remember. Uh, Country salt of the earth kind of people. salt. The earth, that's yeah. A, that's what we would call yeah, it. Yeah. Sometimes like in animes, like you can, um, if it's set in Japan, people will have a gaijin accent. A gaijin is like a foreigner. And so the way they speak the Jap- in Japanese will be similar to how a foreigner would be speaking Japanese, just the accent. Um, but there's none of that in this um, anime, which shows that it obviously is not in Japan and everybody is kind of speaking the same language. Sure, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess while we're, while we're kind of on the subject, so is there... Is there like a difference in that you can hear in terms of like the way they speak Japanese from uh, from Marley, like the mainlanders, I guess, in general, to the people on the island, like people in paradise? Like, I'm just I'm asking because in my mind, like there might be some separation there that I just I'm not going to notice because like, I just I don't think. Yeah, we can't tell between a uh, South Marlian accent and a. In a, yeah, in like LD kind accent. of different dialect or whatever, just even between characters, or like I said, even t- between like the locations they're from or anything. I'm not sure. No, you can't tell at all. Like I only knew that they had different accents because they said it. <laughs> like, okay. They don't have the same accent in Japanese, okay. so it's. Nothing. Are there regional accents in actual Japan? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's. I would I figure think, there would be. There's like over forty different um, dialects, and some of them, like I don't even know what they're saying, like. I, wow. I have to like listen hard at least like three, four different times to catch some words for it to make sense. It's wow. yeah, like <laughs> that'd be like us trying to listen to somebody from like the deep swamp of Louisiana. Like Well, I was thinking like some Australians have a really, like rural Australian accent to me as an American English speaker. I'm like, I gotta think about what they just said yeah. for a second. I'm like, what? Yeah. Um yeah. There was actually there's a story about a, a a southern like a southern preacher and he went to England and they had to have a translator <laughs> for the southern preacher because the English people couldn't understand his dialect like at all. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. They're translating English to English. To English. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's sometimes what you got to do because like, yeah, there's so many different um, dialects and it's, there's four main classifications. There's like Eastern Japan, Western, Kyushu and Hachijo. But um, within those, there's like different ways that they conjugate the verbs um, or like end their sentences. Mm-hmm. And there's just different vocabulary as well. Just like how there would be like in Britain. In they anywhere. Use mm-hmm. Anywhere. Exactly. So that's there's so all of that. Man. But Language is um, cool. I'm from the city, Tokyo. So I just have the Eastern <laughs> Japanese accent, but I really love the, like the Kyushu um, accent, like the, um, the s- more South, I guess, um, Japanese accents. They're really known for their humor. And so when you're making a joke, um, you'll say like, not so like regular people or regular, regular um, Tokyoans, um, we would say like, nande for why? But they would say, Nandeane. And just a lot, a lot it's like, like just like, adds a little extra drama to it. Exactly, yeah. So um, that's a lot, that's a uh, common accent that you'll hear in comedy. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about when Madame uh, Hazuru, when she Madame comes, Kiyomi. Ma- Ma- Madame Kiyomi, yeah, but she comes from Hazuru um, and she's clearly like the representing Asian. In yeah, Attack on Titan. Mikasa, yeah. yeah. And so is there any difference between the way she speaks? Obviously, I, I can immediately tell that she's written and drawn and wrote as an Asian character with she has kind of a poise and kind of like a, mm-hmm. I don't know. Traditionalism. Until yeah. she tries to break Flock's arm off. I'd and say then that's I'm right like, up okay. there. Like, she's Good like, for you, we don't lady. mess around, you know? She was a, she was a granddaughter of like a Shogun. And so... Um, <laughs> Uh, can you tell any difference in, in, in the way she speaks between the way these other people speak on the show? No, actually, there's like no difference in the way that they okay. speak. So um, the only, yeah, the only way that you can tell is from their names. Like Azuma Bito. Um, Bito is um, used for like people. Um, so it's like the people of Azuma almost. Azuma, Azuma Bito. Bito. Okay. Yeah. The people uh, of Azuma. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but like that's, the only way I would be able to tell is from their names and the way that they're drawn, obviously. They okay. don't have an accent. Okay. One of the things I noticed, I think I heard it from from Kiyomi, is in the in the show, it typically in a typical anime, especially one that is, you know, I don't know if it's specifically written in Japan Japanese or written in, in Japan period, but like you hear a lot of like, you know, Mikasa Chan or like, you know, uh, Aaron San or, uh, you know, you, you hear the, the more polite um, accents on the names they use. And in this anime, like you didn't hear that at all. And I thought, oh, it's because Until it's recently. because they're not in Japan. They're in this, you know, island separated from everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I think I heard Kiyomi say something about Mikasa. I can't remember which which one it was that yeah, she, she added. Her well, Lady Mikasa also right? Soma or something. Didn't she call her? Yeah, Mikasa Soma, I think, or something like that. I don't remember which. But one then it was. also, um, Pick called Annie Annie Chan oh, okay. in the last episode. Yeah, they definitely do say like sound and stuff. Um, oh, like when what's it called? Um, Gabby is talking to Pick. She says. Uh, Peak San, Peak San. And Ragnar, yeah. Ragnar San. And so they do use San. And um, when one of the soldiers addresses um, Pixis when he's still alive, he's, uh, they say, um, uh, Pixis, uh, Pixis Shire Dono. Shire means commander, and Dono almost means like lord. And so okay. it's like a really, really high respect um, honorific that people oh. use. So, is that yeah, why Magath is going off about being a general? He's like, it's general now. 
Yeah, yeah, not Kuman, not Shide. Yeah. Oh my gosh, okay. It's making sense. I was actually just thinking about that exact one today when we were at church. I was like, we have like our military ranks, and I wonder if they just have to kind of like give their best, like a sim like we have, you know, generals the top, so I'm assuming there's a word for that, but like captain like Captain Levi, or is it is it Echo or whatever or something like that? Hi, like, Cho? Echo? Yeah. yeah. For Hi, Cho, captain, yeah. and I'm like I'm assuming that's just like the best like mm-hmm. you know approximation basically of like what a captain yeah, is. Like, um in japan like respect is such a huge thing and so honorifics you always have to use san or like kun or chan um when addressing somebody if you're not on first name basis yeah like like um it's japan is based around respect and so it's almost like to a detriment to where people won't say exactly what they're thinking or they won't say what's on their minds and to avoid the risk of offending somebody or saying something that um, that you stand out for. Like they have, they have a saying, it's like um, the nail that sticks out will get hammered down. Like conformity above personal interests is such a big thing. And so I feel like that's one of the biggest differences between like America or like ne- like North America and Japan is that like respect there is so high. Like it's so important that um, people won't say what they're thinking. Interesting. Do you feel like that comes out? Maybe this is like a more general kind of anime uh, question, but <clears throat> do you feel like that's well? Okay, let me preface that a little bit first. So when I watch anime, one of the things I notice that's like <clears throat> different is I that I really love actually is like they're they have certain elements of storytelling that I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is really compelling because you know Western stories we don't ever get into these kind of things. Like just the Attack on Titan universe in general feels very much like a this is not a story that would come from. A modern, you know, twenty-five-year-old in Hollywood. We just—they just don't think that way. They don't write that way. They're all in their own bubble anyway. So, but having said that, um, one of the things I noticed is they—they definitely—if they do romance, which they don't do romance nearly as often as like American kind of like Hollywood types would. But when they do romance, they also do it differently. Like it just feels different. So, do you feel like that kind of like honor, you know, kind of culture or whatever that sort of respect-driven culture? Do you feel like that like makes its way? Is that just something that's? Um, it's latent, but it's like underneath, like, and it's on all the animes, or is that, am I missing it there? <laughs> I think there's some animes that they really do lay it on with, like, the love uh, interests, and there's a lot of animes with, like, fan service. <laughs> I don't know. And so there's a lot of um, animes like that, but I just feel like it's not in Attack on Titan because of how serious this show is. Nobody's got time for love on this <laughs> show. It's, I feel like, it's, it's either like, so... you're dying or you're killing or... The world is literally exploding all yeah. around you. Yeah. So, <laughs> Everything's um, on fire. Yeah. So, um, but in regular societal Japan, people aren't very heavy with PDA. Like it's even like kind of something to look at if people are holding hands, even in public, like they're, <laughs> even though you might guess that they, um, you know, are kind of like a sexual country based on the animes and different stuff that comes out too but it's actually like people are very um personal about it like they don't um they don't showcase it at all so i feel like anime is kind of almost if they decide to do an anime it's like an outlet um for those things interesting yeah pda like uh i don't know it might have been like eight or nine years ago i used to work with um with with a bunch of clients and I, I had these two people, uh, they're, they're Japanese and they, um, they spoke English pretty well, but, uh, 
I don't know when they had moved over, but I was helping them and I had just learned about like some of the honorifics. And so, um, instead of calling them by their first names, like I'd call everybody, every other client, like you look at the driver's license, you're like, okay, Kim, like, come on in. Okay, Bill, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I started asking them about that. I was like, yeah, I, I always hear, you know, Chan and Kuhn and, and Sama and San, like, you know, what works best and they kind of were, were telling me a little bit more like what you're saying about like it's a pretty honorary culture and it's actually impolite just to say someone's first name you know and you would add this and you would use a last name or whatever and so i just <laughs> was like oh man i'm so sorry and started i started calling them by their last name with with the chan and the coon and and, and it like immediately like they were just like oh my gosh and it. it like changed the whole like dynamic and we just became friends and like immediately I, I still wish I had their phone numbers, man. Like they're just such cool people. And so, uh, I, I noticed that when you try to speak some, to someone like as best as the, you know how, and try to make that connection, mm-hmm. it, you could just tell immediately it, they were like, this guy cares. He's not just some, some rep trying to get a sale. He's like actually somebody who cares. And so, um, I wish there was stuff like that in English that we could do. <laughs> Sir. Yeah. 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 Not really common here, but it's like seniority is a huge thing there. And like not even seniority, but if you're serving a customer, your customer is okiakusama. Like you address them with the most amount of politeness that you can. Like there's like three different levels of politeness or three different levels of like speech format in Japanese. So there's like casual form, polite form, and then ultra polite form. <laughs> and so the ultra polite form is you talk in a very humbling way, like you lower yourself um, and then the polite way is just how you talk to people you don't know. And the casual is like between friends. So you have to change up the way you speak depending on who you're talking to even. Interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, um, of thinking to go into <laughs> when you're speaking Japanese. Is that how like, so like kind of earlier on, like season one, you got like Captain Levi or like Erwin. Well, okay. Specifically Levi, Levi when he's like talking to the cadets, like making them clean up and do whatever it is. Is that how is, how is he addressing them? Is it like a casual oh, way or? Yeah, he's very casual. Like he, if he's not talking to somebody important like Irwin, like that he'll just give it to them. Like that's kind of like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that part makes it through. Like we get that vibe, but we don't have like a specific like word that like. Yeah. yeah. It's actually kind of weird because um uh oh I can't. Yelena, Yelena um, talks in polite form all the time, no matter who she's talking to. Uh, Which is so weird. I'm like, you're supposed, to, you're like the worst person. Why are you speaking <laughs> so politely? What a genius character quirk, though, because like she says one thing and she's actually polite, but she's really like the spawn of Satan, you know. And <laughs> yeah, so, kind of what a great character twist, you know. That's <laughs> true. Okay, I man, I have so many random specific translation moments. I don't want to interrupt our questioning if that's it. Go ahead. Okay. So, okay. One in particular that's been bugging me since it happened, just because I heard about this is when, uh, rip Sasha, we love you to death. Also, if you weren't looking for spoilers, don't watch this episode. We probably should <laughs> oh yeah. The beginning, but... This is an all spoiler episode <laughs> so, at yeah, all times. Yeah, jackets okay? are off the whole time. So when, when Sasha, uh, when Sasha dies, she's like, she utters like her last words, which is something meat. like like Nike, right? Which they they even put it on the, and the subject as meat. But the theory was that she was actually kind of beginning to say Nicolo, which we didn't, you don't know about their kind of romance or their little relationship until like later Niku, on. Yeah. 
Which is it? Or can we? I maybe we can't know for sure. But what's your opinion on that specific one? I don't know. I feel like if she was trying to say Niccolo, she would say Nico instead of Niku. Like if you're trying to say the name of your loved one, you wouldn't mess up the second syllable in their in their name. And so I feel like that's just truly what she wanted at that point. Like I feel like she loved meat more than Niccolo. <laughs> but maybe she, she was loved Niccolo because he <laughs> gave her meat. Yeah. Maybe she was conflicted at the end of her life. She was like, oh, okay, now something it used to be meat was way up here, and now Nico- Niccolo, you know, is kind of <laughs> yeah. coming up, it's like being elevated. Okay, um, another one that's been... Thank you for that, by the way. Like, I, I, That makes more sense now. So another one that's um, like a long-running one, if I'm not mistaken, is... Um, so Ackerman, or Ackerman, I can't really quite say how they do it. Ackerman. Sounds, is, that sounds like devil or something like that. Am I right? Or what's, the, what's the difference there? Or is there one? Yeah, well, there is a difference. Um, so Akaman is how they would pronounce it. And Akuma is devil. Okay. So there it's is a similarity. Yeah, it is really sim- similar. But Akama, there's a little jump in the intonation. Mm-hmm. But if there wasn't, it'd be Akama, which would translate to more so like red man. Like Aka means red. <laughs> but um, Akuma and Akama do sound similar. So maybe there is um, correlation there. But other than that, I'm not sure if there's any other okay. things. So, where they call them the island devils or whatever, or devils of paradise, rather? Like, what's the word they use there? Is it the second one? You yeah, heard? they use Akuma. Yeah. Okay. Akuma. Okay. All right. So, unsure on whether or not the similarity is like specific. I think it's a wink and a nod. I think it's what it is. Okay. Because, I mean, like, think about the way Levi fights. He fights like the devil. You know, he fights yeah. just killing everybody. Yeah. Speaking of things that they haven't. Doesn't die. Yeah. 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 I swear, dude, like, they haven't given me the satisfactory, like, where do they actually come? Like, why this power? Anyway. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get there. Speaking of epic characters, Mm -hmm. Erwin Smith, Hype Beast, you know, number one character for me right there. Uh, And his iconic line, the most iconic line, in my opinion, like, obviously, when he's like, charge, you know, go, like, die, right? But whenever he's like, so duh. I'm always mm. like, yes, like something deep inside me like rumbles, and I'm I don't know what he's even like. What does that mean? What is the I best translation? Or yes, because or... it seems like it's used in various ways. And also, how can I use that on an everyday basis? And what's the best scenario? <laughs> okay, so soda means like that's it, like that's exactly it. Um, and then so <laughs> I'm sure that he's using it um, kind of in different scenarios because he's saying so that like that's the only way we can do it that's that's the way it must be done or that's it you know um it all depends on context again right um but the best way to use it in um in regular speech would probably or in english would probably be when you're um, making affirmations to something so if somebody says oh are we having pizza tonight soda (laughs) or soda na, which means something different or the same thing? Uh, soda na, it's, it means the same thing, but adding the na make, makes it a lot nicer. Like, uh. that, that's it, huh? Kind of. Okay. okay. 
So like I would say that to you, but to Eric, I would just say soda, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> okay, but I feel like I can hear some of this. Like now that you're mentioning this stuff, I can hear some of it in my head. Like the different characters who would kind of speak more like that way. Like you definitely have your, um, well, speaking of like, yeah, I think Sasha had this like more kind of nicer, happy. Like, she was aura. very polite when she spoke. Everybody commented on that like in his, the show. Yeah, and Historia and stuff too, kind of at different times. And like a, Armin as well. Armin, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can hear that. Oh, more. okay. Armin speaking more polite in the way he, he speaks. Is, yeah, he definitely speaks a lot nicer than, say, Connie or John. Okay. What about Hanje? Hanje, she she's um, depending on who she's talking to. So in the recent episodes, when she um, approaches Magath, um, she she's talking in polite form, um, almost humbling herself in order to um, get them to cooperate yeah. with Appeal them. Him, and yeah. so she's very tactful tactful in that way and she's uh she's very calculating on when she needs to use that polite form whereas when she's torturing those guys she is not using polite form (laughs) (laughs) which which would be a really weird and sadistic thing to do which is what you're saying yelena is doing all the time she's using that polite form dude that's such a great she's creepy it's mental now we're now we can know it even more yeah um okay so they say that like language impacts the way that your brain formulates thoughts and like the way your neural pathways are established. And so depending upon how somebody's first language is received, that's how their brain is going to begin to um, like process. And the more bilingual you are, like the more pathways are open for your brain, the easier it is for you to process multiple like kind of ways of thinking. Um, if you, what's that movie? I don't know. I can't read your mind. No. What's the movie with the um, the translator, Amy Adams? It's Arrival? Oh, Arri- oh Arrival. Yeah, yeah, Arrival. Oh, my gosh. One of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, right? So uh, the whole thing is based around uh, this person who's a translator, and she's translating for these aliens who are well, trying to speak. To, yeah. And she's trying to learn their language so they can like communicate and figure out what's going on. Are you here for peace? Are you here for war or whatever? And... Um, the whole idea is as she's learning their language, she's beginning to think like they think. And they, they say that specifically in the movie, when you start dreaming in that language, your brain really has got a grasp on it. And um, that's another reason why the best way to learn a language is to fully immerse yourself in people who are yeah. speaking it nonstop constantly. So your brain doesn't have to start like jumping from English back to Japanese, back to Spanish or whatever. And so when I'm always working with, um, there's a couple of guys I work with who, who speak Spanish all the time. And whenever they're speaking Spanish all the time, it it's just so much easier for me to interact with them in Spanish yeah, because they're just constantly cool. like, I'm like, oh yeah. And so I, words are coming up and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what that means. Whereas if nobody's speaking any Spanish whatsoever for me to be like, okay, what is the word? Uh, uh, basura, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so um, you, you obviously, Japanese is your first language. So you kind of have that down. Then you learned English. How hard of it, first off, was it to learn English? I mean, you were pretty young, but how hard was it? It was difficult for sure, but I kind of just like tagged along some friends that decided to uh, take me under their wing. And from there, I just started picking up um, this regular vocabulary that they uh, say. Like at first, I could only say, I'm Mako, this mummy. Like, <laughs> that's all I could say. But like slowly, uh, as I went to school every single day and I started, you know, doing classes in English and talking to people, I kind of just, um, I guess, 
picked up words over time. There were some words that I didn't know what they meant, and I could I couldn't really ask what it meant because they they would explain it to me and like draw blank, you know. So, um, but I feel like I was pretty young enough um, in order. I was in grade one, so I was kind of put into a setting where I had to le- learn English, and so um, I just kind of. Um, was put in that situation. My dad obviously helped. He speaks um, English and so does my mom. And so they kind of helped um, explain things that I didn't really understand. But other than that, it was, uh, I don't really remember learning it other than, you know, little tutoring sessions here and there. So I was really surprised that, sorry, I was really surprised that my teacher had a tongue piercing though. Like my, <laughs> that's not a thing in Japan. Like if you're work, if you're working in a professional setting, you have regular hair. Like you're not allowed to have colors on your nails. Like you're very wow. like conformity is the biggest thing there. Like I said earlier, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down, and so um, everybody is kind of the same. You don't have um, any individualistic quirks that you would really show about yourself. There would be people that do, but they're kind of seen as almost like rebels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was a big culture shock for me. I was like, what's in your mouth? <laughs> like, I, like yeah. I didn't even know what piercing was. So, <laughs> yeah, so it was a culture shock for, for some of us. The rest yeah. of us too. I'm like, what's in your mouth is exactly what I ask sometimes. <laughs> 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 this is a really, really real phenomenon. Um, okay. So on, on that same like length, uh, what, what, uh, like we we have sayings that are like common sayings, like you're saying the saying, uh, you know, the nail that sticks out gets hit. We have some kind of like cultural sayings like that as well. Everyone, every culture kind of has idioms that you yeah, that you use. What are some Japanese idioms that are like harder to translate to English? And obviously, I'm asking you to do it. But okay, well, but specifically, maybe, well, I can't think of any. Maybe I don't notice them. So um, maybe this is like a secondary question. I have the same question, but specifically in something in like attack on titan or whatever i guess we'll just use that because that's the show we've been watching but like are there moments where they have like a saying and instead of just like translating the saying verbatim they sort of like englishify it so that we can understand it does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah i feel like there are um times like that like they there's a lot of different sayings in Japanese, obviously, that can't be translated exactly as is, but they actually do a pretty good job of translating it. Um, there's, um, like, if I were to translate it to English, like, that's the best translation that I could come up with. Because, like I said, there's um, so many different ways that things can be inter- interpreted. There's different, uh, one word in Japanese can mean a whole bunch of different English words. And so trying to come up with the best combination in order for it to make sense in English I think the translator did a really good um, job on most of the translations. So I can't think of any specific ones that I was like, that's completely wrong. Okay. Because yeah, because like I said, there's so many, it all depends on context as well. And so depending on the context of the scene that's happening, it's like the best translation um, that they could give. Yeah. So, okay, this is kind of a random example. But this is like, so even obviously within English speaking world, there's plenty of, idioms or something like that that won't that one person understands the next person doesn't just because of like location and background and context like you know means a lot so i visited uh, rural tennessee i was in my early 20s and was the first time i heard somebody say this phrase and there's a bunch of these in the south they're all like all about the sayings but it was something along the lines of if i if i tell you a chicken dip snuff 
you better check under its wing for the can. Okay, but they say it like much faster and like. If I tell you a chicken dip snuff, you I better. I tell you chicken dip snuff, you better check under its wing for the can. You know, you're like, what you? Like I heard that and I like, I had to ask him like a couple of times, like, what did you just? Because he's speaking English, but you have no idea what he's <laughs> yeah, saying. Right, like I'm missing it. But then it's an expression, right? It's a figure of speech, which is which is to say like, I I say some crazy things. And uh, you better verify, basically. Like, if I tell you something, you might want to go check and make sure that it's true. But the thing is, is the point of the saying is to be like, I say crazy things, but they are true. Like, you can go check under. If I told you a chicken, like, choose tobacco, you could go check on a swing and you'd find a can of tobacco. Like, it's basically saying, like, maybe I sound like crazy, but, like, I'm I'm telling you something that's actually true. So, um, like, another example, I'm trying to think of this one. This is, like, a, this is another, like, Bible one. But there's, uh, in Proverbs, shoot, it says... Shoot, I'm trying to think of the exact one, but basically, like, the direct translation would be something like, uh, a man with braided hair, or a man with unbraided hair would never ride his horse so quickly, or something like that, but, like, we can't, that doesn't compute at all, especially for modern day, like, we know who rides horses, right, so, like, the translation we get is something along the lines of, like, a f- like, only a fool would go into battle unprepared. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's so completely it's different literal, from what they said. The, the meaning is still there, but like, the, it's not actual like literal translation. Is, do you think there's much of that going on in Japanese to English or no? Um, in terms of, in anime or just in general? Maybe just in general. I'm kind of curious about like broad speaking. Yeah, there's definitely a whole bunch of um, idioms that you would hear in Japanese, and you're like, what? What does that mean? And then once somebody explains it, you're like, okay. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, um, like synonyms or I guess similes that are used <laughs> that, um, and it's like deep in Japanese culture, like the history is so long. And so it could be a word that they use for uh, something like way long ago, but it's not used in J- Japanese nowadays. And so there's a lot of like old um, proverbs and stuff that, um, that you wouldn't really understand unless you kind of see like the kanji for it, the kanji, which are the symbols, which will give you a general idea of what it's trying to symbolize. Okay. okay. A friend of mine, he was, he's Australian. Mm-hmm. And, and so we found a lot of sim- similar things, uh, differences in, in calling things this in Australia, they, they call everything by a weird nickname. Yeah. It's nothing is just the, the name of it is. Um, but, we would be talking and we would be joking around or whatever. And he would always be, he would be saying on your bike, but he's saying in Australia, on your bike, on your bike. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And, and I, 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 obviously when someone's like speaking like a different language, you're, you're like smiling and laughing and yeah, uh-huh, but you have no idea. Like sometimes what they're saying is you're trying to understand as deep as possible. And so the first couple of times he said it, I like, I kind of missed it. And then I was like, what my bike? And he's like, yeah, you know, and, and what it meant, is you're so off, like you're so ridiculous, like just get on your bike and get out of here. You're like, you're just so, it's, it's the way he kind of explained <laughs> it to me. But he was always like, yeah, when someone's like talking BS, you're like on your bike, you're like get out of here, you know, type of deal, like the way that we would say it. But it was very, very different. Um, in the comments, they're talking about um, Connie makes a joke in season three, part two, uh, when Aaron goes back to Shiganshina and the houses are flying mm-hmm. and he says something along the lines of like Aaron... Uh, no ega and the translation is like it could be eavesdropping oh yeah i can't remember what it was well it, but there was a pun that, that came through that yeah was written in it was English a japanese pun but also it, they translated it to like an english pun 
which like the eve of a house could be dropping on you, which is a brilliant, yeah. right? But then, uh, what's the what? Do you do you know remember Aaron what the Japanese no translation? Lika. I don't know the translation of that. Do they have it right, written? They don't know. Uh, we could probably look it up though. Yeah, let's find it. Okay, while we're doing that, so there's a there's one more. So uh, one that we talked about via email, which was something that a bunch of us were kind of wondering, which I'd like for you to kind of give your explanation again. Uh, the one you sent your email about um, a line that gets used to show. Uh, a number of times is I was the way they translate it is I was born into this world. And so we, all the stuff leading up to that tells me that it's something epic, but it's like kind of difficult to be like, to, to, to really ascertain the exact meaning. And I knew I was like, I know for sure there's some translation stuff there that we just aren't fully understanding. So you could you explain that line a little bit? Like I know they use it like a couple of different ways and just what it means generally. Yeah. So basically the way that they translate it, because I was born into this world but we see when we hear world, we see like Earth, like we imagine like um, this Earth, um, this planet that we're born onto. And um, how Eden says it, he uses the word for the like, universe. Um, I was born into this life. I was born in. It's more of uh, got more of a fateful um, correlation to it. Whereas when Carla, Carla, his mom is talking about him as a baby, she's like because you were born into this world. And she says the word world for word for world, sekai. But he uses the word yo, which gives it more of a universal meaning. And so um, mm. it can kind of give you an idea that it, you know, even the past world, like you can tell there's like different, um, I guess, uh, where, uh, sorry, uh, different uh, dimensions that um, exist. And so, I think that's what he's talking about because I was born into this dimension, this part of universe that I have this duty I have to carry on. And when actually when he says um, I'm going to destroy uh, everybody in this world, he actually also uses the word yo. So not just the planet, but in this, he also uses I'm going to destroy the dimension. Dimension. Interesting. And so, um, yeah, that's, one of the biggest differences that I noticed, um, I guess, um, Carla, she says Sekai, which is this planet, and he says this universe's existence almost. Wow. And so I feel like, yeah, he's definitely trying to do something. Maybe he's trying to destroy this universe, but there will be another universe that <laughs> um, people will be able to eventually live on that... Um, I, I don't know, but <laughs> so there's something a little bit like kind of mm. cosmic almost about like Aaron saying, which now knowing what we know about like his journey and his character, yeah. like, this is starting to make like that's actually making a little bit more sense that he would say it that way. Doesn't does the English dub translation make sense then? Because they translate that line into because this world is my birthright or yeah, something like, like it's that. It's my inheritance. Yeah. Does that still make sense? I mean, not in the Japanese translation. Okay. If it was translated from um, Japanese, it would I would translate in English as because I was born into this universe, this universe. existence. Okay. Yeah. The world is my birthright doesn't make sense from the Japanese side of things. Okay. Okay. Uh, I found the quote and I pasted it in the uh, Skype comment. I don't know if you could see that oh, there. That's what it says. Um, no kazoku ga his family. Oh, no, his... Oh, no, sorry. Oh! Yeah, it sounds like Aaron Yeager, but it means... What does it mean? His house? 
It means his house. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's the joke that they make <laughs> in in that episode is when Connie's trying to drop his joke while everyone's dying. Thank you, Connie. Man, he went to prison, but uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> his house. <laughs> yeah, his house, That's, which is pretty good. And then they gave us the, the eavesdropping pun, which means like right. some translator was like racking his brain on like a Saturday night. Yeah, like, dang yeah. it. What's a good pun? <laughs> Give me some dads. If only they would have wrote to us, we would have known. We yeah, oh, we yeah, had, for sure. Yeah. We're like, hey, we'll help you out with this. I promise. <laughs> um, okay. I'm trying to think of another there. I have one more specific uh, kind of like translation moment. We've covered most of them. Um shoot i can't think of it now we've covered almost all the ones that i was like dying to know but i had one last one I was like, oh tatake tatake okay yeah we talked about this as well and you you've talked about it on your have you done this one on your tiktok or on your socials no i haven't okay so you did explain to us and i was like incredible explanation so first of all we found out we weren't really totally saying it right yeah but why did you give us the explanation what does that word mean and and how do they use it how do you say it and all that stuff yeah, so tadaka uh, e is what they say, which means like fight it, like do it. But the original world is tatakau, and tatakau gets conjugated in different ways depending on how you want to say it. Wow. Um, so if you're using the polite form, it would be tatakaimas, like they would use put a mas at the end. But tataka e by putting um, the e at the or ka e at the end, it makes it um, in the nuance of do it, like. <laughs> Like, um, if you don't, there'll be, like, consequences almost. Okay. Okay. um, And so the way that they say tatakai is a lot um, heavier than if somebody says, please fight, you know, like, you should fight. No, it's like you need to fight. Whereas um, what you guys were saying, tatake, uh, it's the same um, nuance, the e at the end, but tatake means to hit It'd be like tataku, which is the verb, and it gets conjugated as tatake, uh, which means like hit it or else. But um, yeah, it's really hard to hear that difference between tatakai and tatake. So um, yeah, the tatakai just means if you don't fight, who knows what'll happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so where we, we we you hear it like a number of times, but like. One of the real prominent ones is season one is the world the girl saw was an episode we've like referenced a bunch and actually comes up a lot in the series. But like it's Aaron while he's being like choked by the one dude or whatever, by the one of the is the third guy. She's like, oh, there's two of them. He's like literally getting choked and he's like shout out to Picasso. And that's when he uses it. He drops it. I think it's that one. Right. It's like, right. And like he he says it. And that's it's funny because like. He goes on to then explain. So we I, we actually understood it correctly. But he goes on to explain, like, if you don't fight, like, if you don't take any chances here, then for sure you'll die. But if you do fight, you have a chance at living. Yeah. And so I love that there's, like, even though we don't fully grasp, like, the word, we just see, you know, the word fight or whatever on the screen, the fact that, that there's a little bit of an explanation and it kind of, like, marries into the meaning, the actual meaning of the word is actually really interesting because that is literally what he's saying. He's like, if you don't fight at all here, like, like do it or else there'll be consequences. Like, do it or else you die for sure is literally what he's trying to tell Mikasa. But if you do stand up, you, you may still die, but then you're for sure, but you're, like, but you might win too, right? You might actually, like, go out and, like, you might make a difference. Like, so Irwin's, like, charged at the end of well, season three. You know, he's charging into the the Beast Titan with all the dudes. He goes, he's charging to his death. Like, I don't know if he uses the word there or not. I can't really remember. 
but it's like a similar thing. It's like, hey, we have to get like it, we can do nothing here, and we'll for sure die, or we can take the shot. We may still die in the process, but we might be able to make a difference. We might actually be able to win, which is one of the like kind of like themes in the show. Of course, the like I mean, it's kind of one of the things that drew me to the show in the first place that made it like interesting to me is um, trying to remember which. I don't think it was Crunchyroll. Like I was watching episode or se- the first season on something else. I can't remember what it was, but one of the ones that, one of the translations was um, they were talking about Aaron and they said he like had an, an indomitable will, you know. And I just that's that's a cool English word anyway. Indomitable, like you you can't be dominated. There's nothing that could conquer you. Like which is a good way to describe the guy too. For the first, actually, probably still true. Um, but, like, I just love that that was sort of, like, the theme. And I just love that there's, like, a even, like, a specific word that sort of gets to that exact, like, do it or or or, or else. And the or else is not even, like, a doesn't even have to be, like, a threat. It's, like, the threat's already here. Do it or die. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. Definitely a big um, encouragement as well. Like, Tatakae, uh, you shout that in order to encourage somebody to fight as well. Like, there's different conjugations, obviously, on different ways that you can say it, different polite forms and different ways to um, come across as. Because when you say things, you can come across as polite, feminine, masculine, aggressive. But it's very um, urgent is the way I would describe it. Urgent and encouraging. That's awesome. Okay, what about uh, Shinzei wo Sagio? Yeah. Shinzo Sagio, yeah. So Sasagio means... Um, the, it comes from the original um, word sasageru. And sasageru, it really means like um, give it up, like almost as a sacrifice. Sasageru, uh. when you, when you um, give something, you're sacrificing something. So it's kind of not even a give your heart, but it's like sacrifice your hearts. Okay. Um, it's, it's almost got, yeah, like a really eerie sound to it now everybody's saying it's really sounding like they're just sacrificing people now like instead of sacrificing for the greater good it's just like no nobody knows what they're sacrificing for at this point i feel like yeah it's cool it's kind of come full circle like we're saying with the um shinjeki uh, no kyojin like the name of attack titan has has changed as our understanding has grown and originally when erwin says this to the to the people he wants to join the scouts he goes like you know join me give your hearts and what he's saying is like all of us come and let's all choose to willingly sacrifice ourselves for the greater good of everyone else Mm -hmm. but then when the flockians right when the jaegerists when the flock roachers when they're all saying it they're saying yeah we're gonna sacrifice everybody else for our benefit right and which is like it's the opposite of virtue virtue is you choosing to willingly lay your life down it's beautiful me saying i'll lay eric's life down you know like i'll willingly give up his life for me you know and for our greater good it's not virtuous it's tyrannical and so i that's, that's actually amazing that that translation now is kind of like showing us a full circle thing that like you're saying they're just sacrificing other people and not even going back to Irwin's original thing was sacrifice yourself lay your own mm-hmm. heart down mm-hmm. um do you have any last questions from the email that you want to get to yeah um okay so who's your favorite character oh, okay flock roach just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i really like um Levi and Hanji are the tops for me. Like, I just love, they're, they're so cool. Levi, obviously, like, every single time he fights, I'm fangirling. I was so <laughs> sad 
what, what happened to him but yeah. he's still living like he's still fighting and i was like honestly hats off to you he never gives up he yeah. <laughs> won't go down until he takes down um zeke which is his it's like the only reason he's alive is to kill zeke which is so yeah, yeah. We have to and, have that moment. It has to actually happen in full at some point, right? Like, please. That, 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 that's a cliffhanger we're still on. I'm like, can you just give Levi a gun? It's, it's almost romantic in a way, except there's violence and death okay. involved. <laughs> yeah. He's like so devoted to his one true enemy <laughs> to kill him. But okay, he promised Erwin, right, that he was going to like get him. He promised Erwin. So the question that I have is Sasha and Annie, or sorry, Sasha and not Sasha, Mikasa and Annie are like bitter rivals from season one. They're like fighting, you know, it's like, Ooh, they're fighting. Come watch. Right. And then they fight. And then, uh, you know, they have this crazy thing where Annie's like, just kidding. I'm a Titan and I've been killing all your friends. And, and, and Mikasa's like messing her up in the jungle and Levi's there and all this crazy stuff are happening. They're bitter rivals. And now they've come full circle and they're like, they collapse on each other. And Annie's like, I don't want to fight you guys anymore. Like, let me kill Aaron. Right. So do you think that could happen with, Levi and with with um, Zeke that they would come back around to each where other where they're like listen we don't I want to kill you and I'm going to kill you but, but first we have, to, we have to stop Aaron and and Zeke has to like actually join the squad shoot that'd be a great twist in the show I don't I don't Levi's so hardcore about it like I don't yeah. know could he lay his own I, he's like I'm down? still gonna kill you well he promised Erwin right am I wrong what did he promise Erwin what remember when Erwin's gonna die and he goes with the charge and he goes like I'll get him for you yeah and he, he says, I'm going to make, I'm going to keep my promise. What do you think, Mako? You think uh, he could lay his, his pride down or you think uh, he's going to finish it? I feel like if he was in great condition to finish it, he would, <laughs> but he's not in the best <laughs> fighting yeah. condition right now, I feel. He and looks I, like a mummy. I just think that they, yeah. I think they do it on purpose. I think there's, there's going to be a, there's obviously going to be a conclusion to the story, but they're going to wrap up it. Like we've always seen Levi as the, essentially the most, he is the can't. baddest of all the asses. Yes, exactly. Like he, we know for sure that he's gonna do. Like he's gonna be able to pull off mm-hmm. the physical, the fight part, right? He's like proven that over and over. But what's interesting is like, I think they've intentionally taken that away from him, and I don't know if he gets it back. I don't think I don't, may, maybe, but it doesn't seem like it. I think they're gonna like kind of finish his like arc where he still is able to do what he's like set out to do, like from his heart, but without the sword this time. I think it's going to be an interesting like twist there, basically. Um, okay. Two, two last translation things I want to get to before we lose you. Um, was Charlock brought this one up in the chat. The line that Aaron uses a lot and, and uh, others say it as well, but the, uh, all I can do is, is keep more moving forward, right? There's that line. What is that in the Japanese? And, and then can you, is there any kind of meaning that you can ex- explicate a little bit for us out of that one? Yeah, so basically, he's saying, I've got no choice other than to move forward. And so maybe that's also coming back to the, um, the future that he saw when he touched on um, Historia. When- yeah, think. so that was like probably, I don't know if he said that before he saw the visions um, of what's going to happen in the future. But I think it's mo- uh, mainly him just saying there's no other choice for me other than to keep moving forward regardless of what anybody else wants or what I want. Okay. Mm-hmm. So again, it's one where like, it actually makes sense as far as we're concerned, like hearing it. Like, I think I, it, when you have the whole context, like that, that translation definitely makes sense. Um, okay. So the last one I want to get to was the curse word thing we were talking about over the show. 
So obviously in English, we've got all these, you know, taboo words that will get you, you know, demonetized on YouTube or something like that. But um, it seems like they have a generic curse word. What, what we hear is ksa or so, so something along those lines. Could you explain that word and curse words in Japanese and all that? Jess? Yeah. So there's not actually any real curse words in Japanese. They're all just disrespectful words. And they're seen as swear words because just being disrespectful, it's basically like swearing. Um, and so the, the one that they use the most is kso, and it means booger. <laughs> and, uh, or it can mean, um, it can also mean like trash um, in other different ways. But um, people use that word a lot as in like dang or like damn. Or um, if you want to call somebody like a piece of crap, you can say kso yaro. Or it's like the same word that you put onto baka, like idiot, baka yaro, kso yaro. Those are just yaro, dip, um, okay. disrespectful ways of calling uh, somebody something, like a booger. <laughs> Eric, you booger. <laughs> yeah. I, I could think of, a, of ways to be disrespectful and and say nice things. At the, like Shakespeare, right? You ever read the Shakespearean insults? Yeah. In English, very, very polite dis- and yet very disrespectful at the <laughs> yeah, same time. The same it's like time. fine English and yet beautiful. Yeah, yeah, there's different words that they also use like omae or teme in when they're addressing people and that's also very disrespectful um, ways of uh, addressing somebody. And so okay. that's also kind of seen as a swear as well, even though it's just how they're referring to somebody. But... Usually you would call somebody by their name um, or anata, uh, which is the polite way of saying you. But there's other disrespectful ways of saying you, which would be like teme or omae. Omae. Okay. Omae. I remember hearing, um, you know, baka as like idiots, but that gets translated all around. What is that officially? It means fool? Yeah, it means fool or idiot or dummy, basically. And is that pretty impolite? Uh, well, it is pretty impolite, but um, people kind of use it in a joking manner. Almost. Okay, like we would, like, oh, you idiot, oh man. Uh, the Aaron question. Yeah, are you are you still on Team Aaron, or or have you departed? Um, I'm still holding out hope for Team for Eden. I think that he's do he just like how Armin said he he it's Aaron, you know, like. It's, he's still that same guy, even though he's acting different ways now. I feel like he's still got his true uh, good intentions at his heart, um, even though it's kind of a twisted um, way of going about things. I think that he's just doing what he can in order to save the people that he loves. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping for, too. Is that like, yeah. Ultimately, like when you get right down to the bottom of it, that, you know, there's always this, which this has happened a lot in the show where somebody does something because they have information that you don't have. And that's Mm -hmm. just like kind of how real life is in general. You see somebody making a decision or like happens in like, I don't know. It's the only example I I can think of right now, but like, you know, some government agency has to do something that looks really shady and you're like, Oh my gosh, like why the heck would you do that? And you find out later like, Oh, well this dude was, you know, a terrorist and they had to put him in jail. you know, can't reveal top secret information. Like basically the more context, more information somebody Mm -hmm. has, Mm -hmm. like, and the more, you know, what those things are, the more you can kind of understand what their reasoning and so on is. Now, having said that, 
obviously the whole like i'm genociding the world like we're all like going, okay that might be a bit much bro he yeah. really is trying to destroy everything in the universe but, number one we haven't seen it happen we haven't actually we seen haven't it seen yet. it happen yet and then number two we are certainly waiting for yeah what what is it that aaron knows because that's something that i'm all i'm totally confident in because basically once the with the visions with christian and stuff it seems pretty obvious to me there's at least a handful more things Aaron knows that we don't that he saw because of the, yeah. the, the Titan memories, memories yeah. yeah Titan memory thing so that's my that's my thought yeah I hope he doesn't destroy the whole world <laughs> yeah we'll see a different plan in mind but shoot those ending credits though make it the look ending like credits totally make it look like it seems like he everybody. does have you guys listened to the translation of the ending song? Uh, have we re- we read through the the um intro, but I don't think we've done the the outro one, have we? Mm-mm. Not for this season. I can't the remember. Outro. It's got so much to do with the anime itself. Um, the na- title of the um song is called um the Child of the Devil. Oh wow! Uh, and it's really just talks about um where you know if. It really just talks about every single theme in the song that has to do with um, we only if I had wings, I would be able to fly anywhere I want to go. But if there's no place to go home to, what's I, I'll never be able to leave. Um, the uh. world is beautiful, yet so cruel. Um, so you guys should listen to the translation of the ending song because okay. it's, it's so to. spot on. It's like it, it, I think it was made for this anime. So um, you guys should definitely. Look up the translation. That's okay. amazing. Well, the intro song was definitely made for the anime. I actually yeah. just stuff online with the, the band and stuff, and they're talking about how oh, we put together and like it's obviously like you it's literally called the rumbling. But yeah, the outro one was funny. Is we were commenting on the, the intro somewhere early on, somebody on YouTube was like, "Yeah, but the outro is a banger," and I was like, "It kind of gets overshadowed." What do you mean? And now that you're saying that, I'm like, maybe that's what he meant. Is it like the outro actually has, has a lot deep, of, like, deep meaning? meaning yeah. To it? I'm like okay, makes yeah, sense. and like the the moment when there's a bird flying and the cage just like opens up in the world. Right. It looks so beautiful. And it's just every single lyric up like that goes along with those, um, the imagery is perfect. Um, it really just hits home on all the feelings we're feeling. And it talks about um, war and it talks about, you know, it's just selfish um, people doing things that we don't, that these regular people aren't even involved in, you know? So it's really got deep meanings, so you guys should check it out. Okay, maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do a little yeah, breakdown of that next week. Maybe we should include them. Yeah, or something like that. It'd be kind of freaking awesome. Um, in those ending credits, Aaron is he's like walking around. Everything's like beautiful again, but you could tell that's it's the ruins of of society. It's the ruins of civilization. Right. It's like how many people did you have to kill to bring peace? <laughs> and and there's a very nihilistic um, kind of kind of viewpoint there where it's like yeah we can have peace if we kill everybody you know type of deal where if, if enough people are dead people will stop fighting and and so that's it's kind of almost a i don't know this deeper symbolism there do you think that is plays more in the kind of japanese understanding of things or do you think that's kind of a universal like <laughs> um temptation to want to always blame your problems on somebody else and solve them by killing everybody else to bring peace um i think like in japan like fate um, really is deep rooted in the culture of things like um, Buddhism um, is a, is a main uh, religion there as well as Shintoism 
And Shintoism is just like believing that there's a spirit in every single part of nature and everything. There's um, a spirit there. And so um, just like the fact that just like everything happens for a reason, everything is interwoven with what's supposed to happen. And if it's the end of the world, and that's the end of the world, but it's, it'll be rebirthed again. Like something like fate will always just keep making making things happen the way they're supposed to. Okay. So it's kind of like a peaceful, like, even though there's terrible suffering, there'll be something beautiful in the yeah. end. The world's cruel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be cruel beautiful. right yeah. now and then make the world really beautiful. Interesting. Yeah. And I could totally see this, this anime ending like that. Oh, I could yeah. totally see it as tragic as it would be as all of our characters, you know, would oh, like it's destined to be a tragedy. We've known that for a while. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So as we're wrapping up guys, if you want to put your, your questions in the chat here for Mako, um, we will try to rapid fire these questions out. Mako, how do you think the whole story ends? How do you think everything? Yeah, give us your prediction. Who survives? Uh, well, I honestly feel like Eden's going to die for sure. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> and I think that Mikasa and Armin probably also go out with him. Um, yeah. They've been together since the start, and I feel like they're they're going to go out with him. I feel like if they have parts to do with killing him, they're not going to want to live afterwards even, you know? Okay. They're, <laughs> oh, and so, but good, yeah. I, I don't know if who else survives. I hope the others survive, like Hanji. Um, I feel like Levi probably, if he's able to die, would die maybe killing Zeke or something like that. But mm-hmm. I feel like they're, they'll be able to mitigate the destruction that Eden um, wants to create. So I feel like the entire world won't die, but um, I feel like they might have to start rebu- rebuilding things um, f- back from square one. Yeah. That's an ending I'm hoping for. Is that I feel like this happens in movies all the time where like they end it, or it happens to shows too. I'm like, you end it, and I'm like, can you just give me a little bit of, uh, it's a prologue, right? The after, where they, like, the, in novels, there's lots of old novels. Yeah. Like so Lord of the Rings series has this long prologue, so the movies end it, you know, like, oh, destroy the ring. Mm-hmm. They give you a little bit of like, oh, and there's peace in the Shire, but then they're like, the the books or whatever there's like more there's even than a pretty that. long yeah i don't need a ton of that but i'd like a little bit of like okay like don't just give me like and that was the end the happily ever after i'm like okay show me a little bit about the happy give me ever a after. taste yeah. of the, the epilogue, epilogue. Like, at least have some like peace when i go to sleep yeah too. epilogue yeah that's what i'm looking for oh epilogue? i would love prologue is before epilogue is after yeah epilogue, yeah good. seriously okay so obviously in the end it's gonna be a tragedy i think they could bring some big bombs out Everyone dies, but Reiner, Flockroach, and Levi, because you can never kill them, right? Yeah. And they're just there fighting for all eternity, maybe. <laughs> no. Um, okay, Kai Pabar has a question. He says, um, in the manga, it's supposed to have a, uh, a more ambiguous gender for Hanje, like the way they address her. Uh, do you, In the Japanese, do they address her as a female, or is it more ambiguous, or can you, did you notice? Because she's like a commander? Like a commander? I don't know. Um, I don't think that it's really, um, I don't think it's that ambiguous. I think they kind of see her as a female. Um, it's probably different from the manga then because everybody, um, obviously like respects her and gives her the, um, the proper politeness to address to her, but they don't really address her as masculine uh, whatsoever. So I, yeah, so I think that's just a manga thing. Okay. We already answered some of these along yeah. the way. Yeah, well, I was say, we brought most of them up as we were going, yeah. which is why I, I was like, well, you don't have to do like a super long whatever at the end. Okay, last question for you. Okay. 
what's your favorite anime and what's your vote for what we should watch next okay well my favorite anime is one piece um you guys should definitely watch it i would love a breakdown podcast on one piece because there's so much to break down forever basically a thousand episodes we'd be good for the next five years oh my gosh yeah like it has so much intrigue and good enough mystery it's kind of like attack on titan how there's lots of mysteries and as you progress you learn some things but there's still more mystery to be solved and so um you but along the way it's kind of like world building it's kind of like an avengers um there's um, different characters that you meet along the way in different places, but it's just one big world that they adventure in and different characters come in different arcs and um, yeah, just like the different stories that it has to tell and the world building is incredible. So I think that you guys should definitely do one piece. All right. I'm going to start it. All right. I have, I have to. Well, we can check it out. Check it out sometimes, but we'll, we'll put it up for the vote for the full breakdown, but we'll definitely check it out yes. ourselves. Um, yeah, for those of you who are listening, like I said, you want to go check us out on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, go check us out on Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. But more importantly, we need you to go check out our friend Mako. Go check her out. It's My, My Japanese, Japanese Academia. Academia. You can find our TikTok, Instagram too, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so making sure I on all the social medias. Go check out there. Yeah, are you on YouTube? I can't remember if you were yes. starting on that as well. Yep. So okay. on YouTube. Same deal. Go find the channel. Go subscribe. Um, I think I mentioned this already as well, but I'm like really big on like education and just it's it's always be learning. Like always keep moving forward. Okay. That's your, that's your only choice. It's, it's <laughs> you don't need to necessarily fun. crush your enemies, but you can crush your ignorance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I keep moving forward to like crush my ignorance. That's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> Um, having said that we love you guys we'll be back next week with our regular the final episode of the final season the final episode of the final or is season, it or a final episode of the final season we'll find out I guess There's, I just don't think they're wrapping this thing up in one episode so having said that we love you guys hoist your mugs you up next week yeah give, give us your drinking beverages and um, try not to get crushed okay they're coming mm-hmm. for you but just do your best and thanks again Mako Thank thanks you guys Hey guys, thanks again for watching and listening to our show, Beyond the Basin Podcast. If y'all are enjoying it, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to our show. Check out the description below for links to our awesome Attack and Titan merchandise. And join us live on Sunday nights on Facebook for all of Season 4. And some of our best content is on YouTube, including me, so go ahead and check that out. And lastly, if you guys have any questions or just want to chat with us, please email us at beyondthebasinpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys in the next video.